And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Inslin. Pastor Gavin Inslin, right here on The Political Show, where radio has never been better, and Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics, and this week's hot politics, we are looking at a very long battle that's, a battle that's been going on for very long here in South Africa specifically looking at KwaZulu-Natal, which is one of the provinces in South Africa. And that is the battle of the succession of the Zulu throne. Um, we're going to be uh, discussing what implications this, this succession <coughs> battle basically has on South Africa and if um, the wrong person is chosen in inverted commas what effect will that have on our nation? Pascal, do you want to give a more brief explanation? Yes, so for those listening outside of South Africa, um, there are many nations within South Africa. Um, first of all, you've got um, race groups, which are the white people, the black people, which are the majority. You've got uh, what a mixed race, which are called coloreds. Um, I know in other countries that's a derogatory term. It's not a derogatory term in South Africa. Um, the coloreds call themselves coloreds. Um, they're also made up of Malays, people that originally came from Malaysia, and also the most indigenous people in South Africa, the Khoisan groups. Um, you know, they're also part of what's known as the, the colored community. So um, you've got uh, the, the coloreds, the whites, the blacks, and then you've also got Indians, and uh, they're the, the, the fourth biggest group, population group in the country. Uh, the colors being the second biggest population group, the whites being the third biggest population group, and then you've also got uh, Chinese. So I'm talking now about South African Chinese. Mm -hmm. So um, not people specifically from China. Obviously, there's a whole lot of um, foreign people that have come in, but I'm just talking about the people that have uh, been here for, you know, 100 years or more. Um, but then within the white community, you've got two groups, the Afrikaans-speaking people and the English-speaking people, and they divided along language, and the two groups have very different cultures. Um, within the Safian black community, you've got, gee, I don't know how many groupings, but the Zulus being the, the biggest one. Mm. So the Zulus, in fact, are the, the biggest individual ethnic group within, within South Africa. You've got others like a group known as the Tosa, which... Uh, you know, um, has the same um, background as, as the Zulus. Uh, same within the Beles, you've got the Swazis, um, Tongas, then you've got, um, you know, your Sutus and your Twanas and your Pedis. And, uh, you know, they all one sort of uh, grouping as well, you know, based on language. Then you've got the Vendors. And so we can go on. So the Zulu, the Zulu nation, um, you know, comes from the area where you find the city of Durban. The port city of Durban, yeah, and uh, 
Um, basically, the, the whole province is called KwaZulu-Natal. And so the old uh, Natal province from um, the apartheid days, um, that is now KwaZulu-Natal. That's where the Zulus originally came from. There's a, a part of, of KwaZulu-Natal that, that used to always be known as Zululand, and it's, it's large areas of, of that province. So um, the succession battle is over the kingship you know, of the Zulus, and uh, your traditional leaders, your traditional kings, you know, of the different tribes, are officially recognised under law in South Africa. Yeah. And um, basically, what we've said on the show before, um, South Africa is actually a pretty stable country, even though there's such horrific crime and so many murders. It's actually pretty stable. Yeah. Um, South Africans are incredibly resilient, but there's three things that can um, affect the stability of the nation. The one is if you mess up the Zulu royal family. Yeah. That's gonna because it's such a large population group. Yeah. That can really blow up. The second one is Eskom, the power utility. Mm-hmm. And the third one is if someone goes into and, and wants to secede, you know, from the Republic of South Africa, that can seriously destabilize things. Mm. So this is one of the three things that we believe can take South Africa out. So yeah. it's a big issue. Yeah. Um yeah, so it's quite deep. That's what we're gonna be speaking about this week. As always, because it's the political show where Christ politics is. Hot politics. Hot politics. Stay updated and entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us. Like the posts, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better. So we are speaking about the succession battle with the Zulu throne. And just to give you guys a background on what is happening. So on the 12th of March, 2021, the reigning king, King Goodwill Zuelitini, Zuelitini, um, died at the age of 72 after being admitted to hospital for diabetes-related illnesses. Um, his death then triggered a succession battle for the Zulu throne inside the royal family. And in his will, Zulatini wrote it would be his dying wish for his wife, Queen um, Mfombi Zulu, to be appointed as regent. But then her reign was only for a month because she died on the 29th of April, 2021. Um, so that's when everything started kind of going sideways. Now, I just want to say. Yeah. And at the time, um, Zulatini was, was quite outspoken against things like the lockdowns. Yeah. Um, he was also quite outspoken on Christianity. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only that, it was very suspicious that he dies in March and his wife dies in April. Yeah, it was very suspicious. And neither of them were claimed to be COVID-related at the time. Yeah. Which surprised me because that's the best way to cover up now that died of COVID. So um, he, he puts in his will that she must be queen. Then she dies. A month later. A month later with no will. Mm. So now everything's contestable. Yep. So everything's now destabilized. Yeah. That's basically it. That's basically what happened. Um, so at the heart of the court, I'm reading from an article in EWN, at the heart of the court application in a meeting which took place on the 14th of May of 2021, where 130 members of the royal family nominated Prince um, Misuzulu Kwazuelitini as the next Zulu king. However, as Davis noted, 
Uh, this meeting was disputed formally through a letter dated on the 3rd of June 2021 by Zulatini's sister, the late Princess Tembi Zulu. She's also late. Yes. There's just a lot of them since 2021 <coughs> that have been... They're all dead. Yeah, they're all, they're all dead. Um, she contended, uh, that, contended that a preceding meeting of the 7th May 2021 did not amount to a meeting of the Zulu royal family. Um, and that the meeting on the 14th of May was called under false pretenses and that its agenda did not indicate that it was called for purposes of identifying a successor to the throne. Atembi also raised issue with Butelezi's conduct during the meeting, alleging that certain members would, who did not agree with Mrs. Zulu's nomination were shut down. And then around August 2021, Davis said after several people approached uh, President Cyril Maposa to mediate the royal dispute, the president instead chose to appoint a mediation panel that would be headed up by former KwaZulu-Natal Premier Willis Nchunu. Uh, during the time of the mediation, three court applications were launched at the Peter Marisburg High Court seeking to challenge the validity of uh, Zuelatini's will and indict the KwaZulu-Natal Premier from recognizing Mrs. Zulu as king. Um, so that's basically what um, ha has been happening. And obviously there's been a court battle and stuff in this week there was another article that was released by ewn that says experts expect rival supporters of zulu royals to lock horns over court ruling and the court ruling is that the court nullified Ramaphosa's decision to grant mrs zulu a certificate of recognition finding that he ignored recommendations to delay it until internal fights in the royal household were resolved so what are your thoughts on everything that's happening basically with um the so they're basically denying um uh, mrs zulu as the what's this as the king and the court obviously uh, also nullified president ramaphosa's decision and stuff and everything that's happening what are your thoughts with that the 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 judge in this case um is um obviously judge davis mm -hmm. and um one of the things that he said is that the mediation was supposed to you know that um ramaphosa organized was supposed to have been taken in in um in you know uh, uh, with the method prescribed in the there's a, an act called the leadership act yeah um and uh what the judge said was that the way that the entire mediation process was done was not um, was not done in in line with the leadership act, and this is an act that actually governs how disputes get handled um, when these uh, tribal kings or queens or whatever mm -hmm. when there's a dispute that 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 arises. The other thing is you've got uh, Tembi Zulu, you know, obviously complaining. And so just, just on, 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 on the face of it, it seems like somehow this, this process was a bit rushed. And, and also what Tembi Zulu was, 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 was claiming was that um, the meetings were not held in good faith, she was claiming. Mm -hmm. And that also um, the meeting was called without proper disclosure mm. of the topic at hand. Mm. 
Um, so, so therefore, obviously, that then brings into question the legitimacy, you know, of of the of the process. Yeah. Now she's also passed on, and so, you know, a lot of and and then uh, Mangasutu Butelezi, he's also passed on. Mm. Now he himself was a Zulu prince, mm. so um, he was known as Prince Mangasutu Butelezi as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was growing up, he was known as Gacha Butelezi, and uh, some Zulus still called him Gacha. Mm-hmm. You know, even when he died, he died not so long ago. What the judge said, basically, was that um, the the previous ruling that said that the current king is the king um, did not leave a proper process for them to appeal. Yeah. And according to the lawyers, you know, of um, of the other guy, um, the, the 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 you know, according according to 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 their lawyer lawyers um the 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 proper processes under law weren't followed and that also they weren't given the proper opportunity to to do a um what's the term uh, an appeal and that an attempted appeal was actually lodged you know in march 2022 or something like that yeah um so his ruling is not saying that the guy that that was certified is not king what he's really saying is that the processes for mediation have not been followed in accordance with the, the law. Yeah. And the judge actually said, had the legal process been followed as prescribed by the act that governs the, the you know, succession matters and disputes when it comes to these tribal kings and, and queens and things like that, that um, the mediation then may actually have solved the dispute. Mm. It may actually have solved the problem. Yeah, But... Um, it's almost as if people were sort of forcing, you know, their their ideas in, or sort of that. That's what's sort of coming out now. Yeah. Obviously, um, we're outsiders to the, to the Zulu royal family, yeah. So we don't fully understand all of the implications, um, and uh, you know, was was Butelezi right in the way that he conducted himself? You know, was this um, uh, Princess Tembi Zulu was she right in terms of her? her, 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 her her complaints yeah. but the one thing is sure is that the president of the country um what the judge said did not follow the law you mm. know on this matter um and that that's a serious problem yeah so when the president doesn't follow the law well then what's the standard for anything that you're doing yeah what is your standard yeah um and how will that basically affect how do you think whatever is happening here with the succession battle and stuff affect South Africa because like we said earlier uh, the Zulu tribe is one of the I think they have the most influence if I would one of the biggest influence in here in our nation and stuff how would how would you think that would basically affect um, look I don't know about the biggest influence because the closest also have a lot of influence the Zulus do have a lot of influence whites have a lot of influence um, you know um, with Julius Malema and that now, the, you know, the Sutus and the Pedis have a lot of influence. Yeah. So there are all these competing voices. But the problem with the Zulus is that they are the biggest ethnic grouping. Yeah. You know, if you if you now separate race out. So in other words, whites would have two ethnic groupings, being English speakers yeah. and Afrikaans speakers. And um, so if you take all the different ethnic groups within South Africa, they are the biggest one mm-hmm. by quite some margin. So... The other, the other thing with the Zulus 
is they uh, 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 they're a people full of warriors <laughs> and i don't mean pe- uh, warriors as in people who worry mm. i mean fighters yeah okay the zulu word for for warriors an impi yeah. and um that's a huge part of their culture in fact whenever you get traditional zulu there's always weapons there there's asa guys there's uh there's there's shields there's you know all sorts of weaponry all yeah. sorts of um traditional weapons they call traditional weapons yeah um what we call knobkiri that's like a stick but it's got like a ball at the end of the stick and if you hit someone with that hey. my goodness gracious me hey. the, if the if the person's lucky if they get hit on the head with a knobkiri they're gonna see stars yeah if you know what i'm saying so um so so and and there's a, a sizable portion of the zulu population that where the guys are just physically hu- hu- like they're huge they're yeah. massive and uh, incredibly strong they're some of the strongest people you can know you know so um you know that the, the zulus have got some of the strongest physically individuals you know in in the nation yeah so now now you look at that situation and what this could potentially lead to is a civil war Eesh. within the zulu nation that's deep now if that happens first of all obviously that's going to massively affect kwazulu natal mm-hmm. But secondly, that's going to massively affect Johannesburg because there's a massive Zulu population in Johannesburg. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about the wealthy guys. I'm talking about mm-hmm. your guys that are living in hostels, um, you know, you're <laughs> maybe less educated and, you know, and, and are very, they've, they're very prone to violence if, if, they don't, if they don't get their way. Yeah. They're very, and, and mob justice. Yeah, no, it's you true. Know? And don't they also own, like, most of them own taxis? Yeah, they're big in the taxi industry. Industry, so that yeah. will affect the. And you don't mess with the taxi industry. Yeah, and that will affect the transport. It's not for nothing that uh, a lot of other industries have been infiltrated by foreigners in Zambia, mm. but the taxi industry is not. It's not, yeah. Yeah. So, so if these guys start fighting, sure. Yo. Yo. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure <laughs> where that would leave the country. It and depends, and, and also it depends what percentage of the Zulus get involved in the fight. Yeah. Because if, say, more than 50% of the Zulu people get involved in this like civil war within the Zulu nation, my goodness. Yeah. And there's another article where it says that the IFP, now IFP is the... Nkata Freedom Party. The Nkata Freedom Party. Yeah, it was founded Party. by Butelezi. Yes says that they will not get directly involved with the succession battle and stuff. So how do you think that will affect them in the in the upcoming elections next year? As a political party, no, they're probably taking the right course. Okay, that's a good one. They're not taking sides. Yeah. So they can get votes from both sides. Mm. If they take sides, then the side that they reject is not going to vote for them. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's that's a very good answer. Yeah. yeah. And and possibly the reason why Butelezi supported the one, you know, who became the king, is maybe the the other the other guy supports the ANC. I don't know. Yeah. You know, th- that's that's an aspect that um, you know, that you could that you could look at as well. Yeah. And then the final question is, um, how does this affect Sarah Maposa, obviously, because a lot of people, if you actually go look at all these different articles and stuff, they're putting it on him and stuff. How do you think that will affect? Because elections, I think everything that 
the the politicians do now will affect um, the elections next year and stuff. Um, I know that I haven't seen anything in terms of what what's his name EFF the EFF guy. Julius Malema. Julius Malema, our beloved Julius Malema. Um, he hasn't said anything about it. I'm not finding any article where he's commenting. Well, he's a stuff. petty. True. So, um, although some guys have told me that he's not actually South African, but anyway, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but uh, firstly, I know him as a petty. So, what's going to happen if a petty starts making comments about this process? And that's also the other problem that Sir Ramaphosa has. Yeah. Because Sir Ramaphosa is a, is, is, is a vendor. Yeah, he's vendor. So, now the vendors and the Zulus don't like each other. The Pedis and the Zulus. No, no. Didn't you know that? No. They hate each other. It's very interesting. In fact, your Pedis yeah. would rather send a child like, to nursery school to be taught in English than in Zulu. Really? They hate, they hate the Zulus. I did not know that. Yeah, no, no, no. No, they, they, listen, there's big issues there. Yeah. The same as the Zulus and the Tosas, there's big issues between them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, Julius Malema, I don't think any, I, I think he's, he's clever enough, he's wise enough to keep quiet. Yeah. Because any comment from him is not going to go well. And Ramaphosa, what Ramaphosa messed up is he should have, um, he should have issued the order for mediation in line with the act. Yeah. That governs the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like a court case. One side wins, one side loses type of thing. Yeah. So that's that's where he, I believe, made a mistake. But remember, this dispute came to him. It was already a dispute. This, yeah. this dispute arose within the Zulu royal family. So within the Zulu nation. And then it was brought to Ramaphosa as the president of the nation to now resolve the dispute. So, you know, so he had the opportunity to fix it. He didn't cause the problem. So it's not his fault. It makes sense. So but it's just the wording of the yeah. media. Yes. But the, the thing is the that um, he should have he should have conducted the... He should have followed the law. Yeah. Okay. The, the, this, this, this court judgment has come up because Ramaphosa did not follow the law. Mm. Which our government often does. Yeah. They put the many of the laws they put in place, and then they don't follow the law. True, and then it's the then citizens, it yeah, that have to face the the consequences of them not following the law. Well, them as well. True. Because courts come and they find against them. But then they get away with it. That's the issue. So, like now with the now Zulu, are they getting away with it? Mm, well, okay, I would say not really. Depending most on most of the polls the that are is. coming out are saying that the ANC is going to get less than fifty percent. Yeah. Now in South Africa, it's a clear thing. Mm. You need 50% plus one vote to be able to govern South Africa. Yeah. So people come and they vote for your party on a ballot paper and you get a proportional representation based on the number of votes that your party garnered. And then what happens is all of those, you know, the, all of those parties that, that are participating, they give lists of candidates. So they give up to 400 names because there's 400 members of parliament. Yeah. So then they give lists of candidates and then the, um, the, the party gets allocated a number of seats in proportion to the size of the vote that they got. Yeah. So, that, so, so, so to be able to form a government, you have to have 50% plus one of the vote because then what happens is the new parliament after the election gets convened and the first order of business 
is that the parliament gets turned into an electoral college mm. and they vote for the president. So anyone can nominate anyone to be the president. They don't, as far as I know, they don't have to be a member of parliament. Um, Interesting. But, so the president then gets voted for in parliament. So if the ANC say gets 46% of the vote, their candidate's not going to get enough votes mm. to be president. Hmm. So to form a government, they're going to have to go into coalition with other parties. With other parties, yeah. Yeah. Now, this whole process is, n- is not going to endure Ramaphosa to the Zulus. Hmm. They're not going to be happy with him. Yeah, no. I think most of the other nations are not really going to care too much, except if it causes things to break out, uh, you know, into violence. Yeah. Then yeah. people will care about the violence. So um, this is going to hurt... Ramaphosa and the ANC. Yeah. Especially, I'm talking about specifically in KwaZulu-Natal and amongst the Zulu areas of Johannesburg. Mm. Yeah. In Revelations 3, verse 15 to 19, it says, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich, I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are rich and miserable and poor and blind and naked so i advise you to buy gold from me gold that has been purified by fire then you will be rich also buy white garments from me so that you will not be shamed by your nakedness an ointment for your eyes so you'll be able to see i correct and discipline everyone i love so be diligent and turn from your indifference so basically now what these verses are talking about the church in laodicea in the book of revelation and it's a message of jesus to them and Jesus is warning them that they're a lukewarm church. Yeah. So they're neither hot nor cold. So when you sit down and you think about that, the reality is that Jesus says they like vomit in his mouth. And in terms of the president of South Africa, it sounds also like he, did a, he made a lukewarm attempt mm. as the president of the country to resolve this issue, one which is of strategic importance to the nation. Mm. And... When you, when you do a half job at trying to resolve an issue, then you end up with a situation that South Africa is now, where there's a huge battle, you know, over the succession in the Zulu nation. But the other thing that it shows is the propensity for human beings to fight for power. You know, it's the same as when someone dies. What do the family start fighting over? The, the will. The inheritance. The inheritance yeah. yeah. They want the inheritance. Yeah. So... That's what's playing out here. Mm. They want the inheritance of King Goodwill Zelatini. Mm. Okay, who passed away in 2021. So, um, you know, the, 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 the thing is, fire up your zeal for Jesus. Yeah. If you're going to fire up your zeal for your own power, your own glory, you know, all you're going to do is you're going to make a, a spectacle of yourself in the newspapers. Yeah. As is happening right now with the Zulu royal family. True. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've been made a, a spectacle of. And... There will be a lot of people around the nation that are going to have had their respect levels inevitably for the Zulu's uh, royal family. Yeah. Their respect is going to drop. And so my advice is this. Become passionate about Jesus. Live for him. Make him your first love. Uh, Live by the Holy Spirit. Because um, the reward that Jesus is going to bring to you is unbelievably good. Amen. It's the reward of heaven. Amen. 
Let us know your thoughts on our social media platform, especially if you're part of the Zulu Nation. What are your thoughts with everything that is happening? Let us know on our social media platforms. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we've had... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin, right here on The Political Show. On Active FM, radio has never been better, and Christ Politics is... Hot Politics. Hot Politics. Active FM, radio has never been better.